This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Work Joe O, Joe G, and Hawksworth with you on a Friday. Lot to get to. MLB draft on Sunday. We'll get today's card. MLB. Uh, look at the open and the current leaderboard as well. So all that to come on the show. We'll continue our NFL division previews as we head towards training camp. But right now, let's bring on Michael Beller of the Athletic. We had a lot to talk about with him. Big picture NFL, maybe some fantasy stuff as well. Michael, welcome back to the show on the Roman Guest Line. Michael, when you look at um, big picture NFL prop betting for the season, you know, season leaders and and those kind of uh, awards, do you put your bets in? Do you have your, your work done on this now? Do you have an idea now? Or do you wait to see kind of what training camp, preseason injuries, when are you taking your bets? Let's just say, you know, passing leader, rushing leader, those kind of things. Would you put them in now or do you wait a little while this summer? Uh, yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy to be here. Um, typically I like to, I like to wait things out. If there's something that immediately catches my eye, I'll go ahead and get it, but there's not a huge rush to do it right now. Right. I mean, it's not like, you know, odds are going to markedly shift in a, a major way that we have to get this done on July 15th. I mean, maybe you lose a little bit of value if you wait till August 15th or whatever. So it would have to be an overwhelmingly good number. I would much rather be able to sit down uh, with with some of my thoughts and some some research and really take the time and feel good about a bet even if it means I'm getting pulling out a random number plus 450 instead of plus 500. Uh, Michael, speaking of those season long player props, there are two players I want to ask you about that the bets make sense and I trust the people that I've heard talking about it. But the problem is everybody's talking about these same two season long wagers. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this. The ones I've heard nonstop, passing yards leader, Derek Carr, that division, possible shootouts. Of course, you had Devontae Adams to that offense. Okay, that makes sense, and you get a little more value than the guys at the very top of the board. So Derek Carr for passing leader, and then for receiving leader, all by himself in Dallas, we've got C.D. Lamb, which actually has more value. But I've heard these picks nonstop. Where are you on both of those? I like the Lamb one. I find the Lamb one to be interesting. I totally follow the logic of the car one. I just can't get on board with it. I don't think the I don't think the price is right. And like, yeah, there could be some. There there could and frankly should be some AFC West shootouts. That still is only six out of seventeen games that he's going to play this season. And like, we all saw what the Chargers did on defense, right? And how they loaded up. We know what the Broncos have on that side of the ball too. Like, it's not necessarily going to follow that script for sure. And you're banking that still on comfortably less than half the games. I just don't think the value is right there. I do think the value is right on CD Lamb. Uh, 14 to 1 in most places that I've looked and uh, all alone in Dallas, the clear number one show in Dallas. And we've seen this before with some guys where, you know, they, they have some good numbers as uh, a, a 1B or a number two, and then they get to be a low and they don't quite 
take on the load. One guy that comes to me recently is Juju Smith-Schuster after Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh. But CeeDee Lamb seems to have that alpha in him. He seems to be the sort of guy who can take on the burden of being a number one and suddenly go from an 1,100-yard guy to a 1,500-yard guy. So CeeDee Lamb, that's one that, uh, that I certainly could get behind. What's up, Michael? Thanks for joining us. Happy Friday. Um, a bet I've got my eye on, and now I'm seeing more books offering it. Ravens in the preseason. Would you bet that, knowing how John Harbaugh treats the preseason? Um, I'm, they're hosting the Titans. <laughs> I see minus three or minus 165 on the money line. Oh, my God. You just love betting, huh? I mean, that's – She's, uh, yeah, she's on it. She's on it. <laughs> I had a nitro cold brew. I'm ready to go, Michael. Uh-oh. <laughs> she basically they, wants they, you to confirm her bet. Do you sign off on her bet? Is what she's or asking. should I just bet it on every book I see? Because it it's he was yeah, the one like right, 20 in a row. Friday, right? You're fired up. Uh, definitely feeling, <laughs> feeling good. I mean, why the hell not? I will say that I like that team a lot this year. Uh, I mean, this is they were six and two before Lamar got hurt. They had uh, wins over the Chiefs and the Chargers last season. Then Lamar got hurt and played a few games through the injury, um, and clearly wasn't himself in those games. And then Tyler Huntley took over for the last few games of the season. So that's a team that, uh, for their futures, I think they're really interesting, especially playing in you know what should be a very competitive division. Bengals are going to be great again. I just think that helps out the value on the Ravens. I, I really like that team coming into the season. Preseason? I'm going to leave that to you, Aaron. Regular season? I really do think the Ravens have <laughs> <laughs> like, up this year. <laughs> Mike, I want to ask you about a, a player that I just still have in my head watching that Bills-Chiefs playoff game. Because I thought Gabriel Davis, maybe after Tyreek Hill, was the best skill player non-quarterback on the field. That guy had four touchdowns in that game. He popped that day, and I feel like he might be on the, the – he might be ready to do it over a full season. What do you think about him? I'm seeing right now 25-1 to 1 on touchdown leader receiving, 50-1 to 1 reception. I know he has Stephon Diggs with him there, but they're going to throw the ball a lot. It feels like he's about to pop. What do you think about Gabriel Davis this year in futures markets, props, and, and the fantasy realm as well? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, in my world, in the fantasy world, I mean, Gabriel Davis, you have some people who, who want to swear that he is Randy Moss, and then you've got some people who yeah. want to swear that he's, like, retiring Jake Reed. It's just – it is ridiculous what's going on uh, with uh, with the Gabriel Davis debate this season. I tend to think that a guy who is able to do that in, in one game uh, has that club in his bag pretty regularly. I think that uh, you have to be a pretty special player to have a singular game like Gabriel Davis had in that awesome, awesome game against the Chiefs in the playoffs. And something that we need to uh, acknowledge when we talk about Gabriel Davis, too, going into this season is just a little opportunity there was for him. We know that when it comes to production, it's just about getting snaps and getting routes, and the ball's going to find you in an offense like that. And yeah, he was sharing so much time last season with Cole Beasley and with Emmanuel Sanders that the snaps and the routes, they just weren't there for him. Stephon Diggs is a 90% snap player. I mean, he's one of a handful of guys who's going to do that year in and year out. And so there just wasn't a whole lot more to go around beyond him. Well, that's not going to be the case for Gabriel Davis this season. So I see the anti-Gabriel Davis people wanting to point to that as one data point, that one game, and we can't extrapolate that out. Like, yeah, of course, he's not going to score four touchdowns and 200 yards every single game. But I look at more the opportunity that was spread out in the Buffalo passing game last season, really being more gobbled up by just Steph 
and Gabriel Davis. So I like those plays. I like Gabriel Davis a lot this year. I think he can have a monster season. And I do think the prices are right on him. And a guy who in the fantasy world going about wide receiver 25, wide receiver 30 or so, I think that's, uh, I think there's a, a massive chance for profit potential there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what do you think about the Bills in the preseason against the Colts on Saturday, August 13th on NFL Network? Anything there? No, uh, let's talk buy-sell. Now, it could be teams. It could be specific players. Anything you're buying or selling. Um, Like, for instance, a a lot of these do correlate. I, I hear a lot of people selling the Titans, and I would back that up. But not only going under on the win total, you know, the Ryan Tannehill, people jumping on a lot of those unders as well. Are, are there a couple of teams that pop to you where, where you're buying players, you're buying maybe division futures, win total overs, and on the flip side, anything, any specific teams that you're going to be selling in some way? So I'll add my voice to the chorus on the Titans. Um, AJ yeah. Brown's a massive loss to that team. You don't just trade him and, and, and draft Traylon Burks and say, all right, like I get why you do it. You're restarting the financial clock, but I just don't think that's going to be able to play for them the way that it has in previous seasons, a team that has lived uh, by the play action game. I really like the Vikings this year, you guys. Um, I, I think that there's reason to, Packers absolutely deserve to be the favorites in the NFC North. I think there's reason to think that that offense could take a step back uh, from an efficiency standpoint when you don't have Devontae Adams out there. And wide receivers are wildly important in, in the game today. I mean, you need to have an elite passing offense to be a great team in the NFL. And Aaron Rodgers can make up a whole lot of deficit. Uh, but we're talking about you know, Alan Lazard stepping into a number one role. They're going to ask a lot of him. So I think that that is a team that is vulnerable to being, you know, quote, upset in its division. And the Vikings have a lot of things uh, going for them. I mean, they've got the best receiver now in the division by far, and I think you can make an argument best receiver in the NFL. And Justin Jefferson, they might end up having the most efficient passing offense in the NFC North, and we know how important that is um, in in the NFL today. So plus, uh, plus 250, plus 265, plus 300, whatever range they're going to find them in to win the NFC North, uh, that's something that, that, that I do like uh, quite a bit. I think that that's um, one that we can get on board with. Uh, as for a team I'm staying away from, I just don't like what's going on in Arizona. I think that um, you know the second half swoons we've seen from Kyler Murray definitely give you some reason to be concerned going into this season. I think the fact that they showed wh- whether it was an inability or an, uh, or an unwillingness to adjust their offense after DeAndre Hopkins got hurt doesn't really matter. They didn't do it. And he's another one of those guys who you can't just – you don't lose DeAndre Hopkins and say, like, all right, we're just going to play the same offense. You have to find a way to, to adjust when you lose a guy like that. And they couldn't do it. And so that makes me you know, question the coaching that they've got in Arizona as well. So, uh, you know, the, the odds for them to win the division aren't, aren't, like, crazy. It's not like it's unfair. It's not like it's a bad price on them. I just look at them clearly fighting uphill against the Rams and e- even uh, the 49ers, and I, I just don't necessarily see that being there for them this season the way that it was a year ago. 
I love what you said about the Vikings. We're big Kirk Cousins show here. <laughs> no, I love Kevin right. O'Connell. I know him from his time in Washington. Um, so I'm hoping he does well in Minnesota. Um, a quarterback that I do, um, I am looking to fade Tua. Um, his regular season passing yard total is set at 4,000. He finished with under 27 hundred yards last season. I know he missed a few games, but the under seems pretty enticing to me. I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I mean four thousand is like totally wish casting <laughs> to uh, like we can all piece together how it happens. You add Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle had the great rookie year last year. You figure that those guys should be able to be uh, complimentary with one another. Chase Edmonds can do some damage for you as a back. Uh, Mike Kosicki to sign the franchise tags. So he'll be there ready to go uh, for, um, for training camp. No holdout concerns there. So we can piece it all together. Uh, but he has shown us nowhere near uh, the, the uh, capability of being a 4,000-yard passer in the NFL thus far. doesn't mean it can't eventually happen. Uh, but you have to see some evidence of it. And it's a strange offense, right? I mean, it's a, you've got Tyreek Hill, who is a deep threat burner, who can do more than just that. But obviously, that's where his money is made. That's where he gets the big contract from. Tua hasn't really shown much of a depot uh, this, uh, in, in his career. You have a new coaching staff led by Mike McDaniel that is a very run-heavy staff. And so you start to put all the pieces together. And I, to me, it just becomes – it could certainly work, and it could explode, and that could end up being you know, one of the stories of this season. I just don't see how we sit here and say in July, like, yeah, that's something I want to buy into. I think if you're going to bet a, a Tua future, it's under or nothing. Michael, every year we're looking for value with these props for the season. And I always think rushing leader is interesting because the odds always point to the guy that did it before, but that's really how running back works in the NFL. I mean, you get the special ones, but if Derrick Henry's the top and Jonathan Taylor the top, I'm not going to bet on them. Do you have any running backs that you are looking that could pop this year that we could look down the board and um, maybe find some value on rushing leader and obviously for fantasy purposes as well? Any running backs that you have your eye on that you think are ready to take a big leap? Uh, so one who's not like super far down the board, but who who is not one of the big favorites is Joe Mixon. Um, 16 games last year, the Bengals did absolutely nothing uh, in their running back room. So you're talking about bringing back the exact same running back depth chart, one that led, led to him getting 292 carries a season ago, third in the NFL. You've got to love the fact that they beefed up that offensive line. I mean, uh, 16 months ago, whatever it was before last draft, we were wondering if they were going to take Panay Sewell over uh, Jamar Chase. Obviously, that worked out for them taking Jamar Chase, but it didn't change the fact that they needed to go out and improve the line. They do that. They had three new starters, uh, right tackle, right guard, and center, all new starters for Cincinnati this season. And then, guys, they should be playing more winning football. They should be playing more blowout games this season. I, you know, despite going to the Super Bowl, they played a ton of close games a year ago, and it wasn't really until that Chiefs game, uh, whatever that was in the regular season, where they got the win, where things really kicked into another gear for them. I want to say that was probably like week 10 or 11, somewhere in that range. And that was when things really changed for the Cincinnati Bengals a season ago. Well, they're coming into this season as that team. And so all that adds up to maybe, I think, a 300-carry season for Joe Mixon with a lot of positive game scripts and no one really to chip away at his carry total in that Cincinnati backfield. Sure, Samaje Pirine is going to get third down targets, but the carries are all going to belong to Joe Mixon. So uh, he's someone who I like uh, a lot for that rushing yards leader. 
Michael wanted to uh, squeeze in a baseball question, and the awards are interesting as we head into the All-Star break. Otani is now the favorite. We have about a minute left here, but the one that grabbed our eye over the last couple of days and the best number is at BetMGM, 66-1, to 1. Juan Soto. It feels like the, the tear that we saw around this time last year is uh, starting to uh, happen. I mean, are they really going to – vote for an MVP for a guy who like I know. Is not like in sniffing distance of sniffing distance of sniffing distance of the playoffs. Yeah. That's the problem. I know. When guys, when Goldsmith's having the season he's having and um, Manny Machado, Pete Alonso, like those guys are all fine MVPs. Like, so like it would take a confluence of crazy events for Soto, but 66 to one always, uh, always gets those eyes blinking, doesn't it? It got ours yesterday. Yes, that was it. I mean, he's just too good of a player to be down that far. You're probably right. I mean, Goldschmidt is the favorite for a reason. If he continues the season, probably going to win it. But uh, we had our eyes on Soto there. Michael, always appreciate hopping on. We'll talk soon. Michael Beller on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman dot com slash Beck you all a lot to get to here on the show we'll dive into the MLB card next for Friday and thoughts on the MLB draft who could the Orioles take at number one what are the odds will Jake get a tattoo it's all next right here on Beck you all daily <laughs> you're listening to Beck QL daily presented by Ben MGM with Joe Ostrowski Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth from Beck QL